This episode of Timepiece Talk with Bruce Bezel is proudly brought to you by Rolex Batman Kermit Forever Horology. Visit me at Rolex Batman Kermit Forever on Instagram. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, horologist, Bruce Bezel. And happy Valentine's Day and Super Bowl 56 is over. The Rams beat the Bengals 23 to 20. And today's Monday, Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2022. We are at season one. Episode 3 and the movie and the watch I'm going to showcase today is The American with George Clooney and his Omega Speedmaster Professional Man on the Moon watch caliber 1861 on leather strap and Omega deployment buckle. And my wristwatch check for this episode is the same exact watch George Clooney wears in The American. And it's the Omega Speedmaster Professional Man on the Moon 42mm Hesalite Crystal Solid Case Back Medallion On Leather Strap and Deployment Buckle Thank you Viper for gifting me this beautiful leather strap and deployment buckle for the holidays. Viper is one of my Watch Club members and also a VIP on my Patreon page. Thank you so much. So, why the American? I just couldn't believe the amount of wrist shots in this movie. Anyone that knows me, every time I watch a movie, I'm always conscious of what watch somebody's wearing. So whoever's watching the movie with me, like they, they are oblivious. They're like, they don't really care or some of them will be interested. But I'm like the only dude um, in my circle of friends and family that when I'm watching a movie, I'm looking to see what they're wearing on their wrist. It, it, and it doesn't have to be like a high-end watch. I don't care if they're wearing a Rolex or an AP or a Paddock or it's something all iced out. No. I, I, I would even look for watches that are, that are as basic as a Casio uh, F90, F91W. Okay? Um, just your basic or your basic G-Shock. I would look for like simple models and I'd be like, I know that watch. It's famous. This president wore it or this terrorist wore it or so forth. So I'm very, uh, you know, I'm always alert on what they're wearing. And it drives me crazy if I cannot find out the brand. Actually, there was one scene where the female assassin in this movie has a watch and I'll get to it a little later. And um, it, it's tough to make out the brands. But in this movie, I just couldn't believe how many times the Omega Speedy was shown. Now, as we all know, George Clooney is a huge ambassador for Omega. But I heard some inside tips. Okay, now I have this good friend, okay, that is in the Omega circle. I'm not going to tell you where because it's supposed to be hush-hush. Uh, but I sat down with this Omega expert, a good friend of mine. He told me that he had an interview with George Clooney, and George Clooney mentioned that when he was a kid, he always loved Omega. That was his favorite watch, the moon watch. He would actually get like these plastic watches or like these cutouts, put them on his wrist, and he would actually draw the Omega symbol, the Greek symbol, in the middle of the watch so he can walk around letting everybody know he has an Omega watch. I mean, how cool is that? Before that, you know, I didn't know if George Clooney was like, hey, look, we want you to wear this. But in all reality, George Clooney is a big 
watch guy, collector, uh, horologist. He loves watches. And since he was a kid, his dream and fantasy watch has always been the Omega Moon watch. So just that little tidbit right there is huge. Um, and now he's wearing his actual pieces in the movie. So you can see that he purposely made these shots. Like he talked to the director. He made sure that these angles were perfect to show off the watch. And I honestly believe it wasn't product placement. It was just that he loves it. He wants to show it off. And he's proud of it. And just with that little story that I just mentioned, that when he was a kid, he's, he's wearing these plastic watches or these little cutouts, and he's writing the Omega symbol on top of it. I mean, that's amazing. So my goal today with uh, this podcast is to let you know how the Omega Speedmaster integrates with the movie and to tell you a little bit about the movie. Uh, so the goal is, you know, what, what does the Omega, what, what is the Omega or the Omega's role in this movie and how it works with the character? Now, just a little spoiler alert. First of all, I love the movie. It's a great movie. Crazy beginning, crazy ending. I love that. It's like a shocker beginning and a shocking ending. You got to see it. If you haven't seen it yet, maybe pause this uh, podcast, go check out the movie, and then watch it. What I did for everybody is, um, and all you watch nerds out there, and soon to be watch nerds, I'm actually going to go through the whole movie, not watching it. I already took my notes down, and I'm going to give you the times where you can pause it. So, for example, I'm watching, I was watching it on the uh, Apple iTunes. If you're watching it digitally and uh, you use the, the pause button, I'm going to give you the times that... Um, whichever scene I'm explaining so you can actually re refer to these times and use them on your Apple TV or whatever device you'd like to use okay so here I start okay so in the beginning like about a minute and 56 seconds into the movie excuse me uh, we have the um, uh, you, you see him with it with this cool beard and this naked woman behind him. So they look like they're in this like little, you know, little village, um, little like wooden house, you know, in, in the wilderness, snow. And but he, he's so cool, like his beard. He just looks awesome. He has that cool beard on and you can see him. He's like a gigolo, man. He has this naked woman behind him. Uh, George Clooney in the movie. His name is Jack. He plays as an assassin. And um, so cool start then the shocker comes right after that like three minutes and seven seconds into the movie uh, he, he notices footprints and tracks and right away gunshot um, and it's so funny the girl that he's with I assuming that was his girlfriend that he met around that area she she sees him pull out a gun and he goes she goes you have a gun why would you need a gun so George Clooney, Jack, was able to kill the assassin um, who was on a, like, a, like a mountaintop. It was a pretty hard shot because usually when you have, you have the upper hand if you, you're, you have high ground. Uh, so he actually shot him. The, the assassin fell down. And then uh, Jack goes, just, just call the police. Just, just go back to the room and call the police. And as she went to go do that, 
he picks up, you know, he rises up behind her, shoots her back of the head. So it was crazy. I mean, you didn't expect uh, for them to start having this romantic walk in the snow, in the wilderness, and, uh, and then start getting shot at. Then he shoots the assassin, and then I thought he was, you know, being real. And, and, and you know, she was like, oh, my God, is he dead? And then once he says to go back to the, to the, um, to the room to call, to, you know, call the cops, he shoots her. Obviously, he's an assassin, and he can't have any uh, loose, loose ends. So that was crazy. Uh, then we come up to a train scene about six minutes and 12 seconds into the movie where he's all clean shaven. Honestly, he looks more cool with that beard. Uh, you know, no offense to the guys that are clean shaven. Uh, maybe I'm a little, uh, biased because I have a beard, but like George Clooney looks like, like hardcore when he has that beard, but he shaves it. He looks clean. I guess he's ready to throw on that, uh, Omega and look like, uh, almost like Bond. So now the Omega or the Omega, let's just call it the Omega, just like Daniel Craig says it. Um, so the Omega scene, 13, 13 minutes and nine seconds into the movie, the first clear shot of the Speedy can be seen. Okay, now uh, Jack is, uh, who's, again, George Clooney, plays as Jack. Uh, he's driving in the car to, uh, to uh, Castle del Monte in Italy. And there's a scene where you see from the driver's side the watch on the steering wheel, and boom, there's your first shot of the Omega Speedmaster. Mind you, caliber 1861. I don't think I mentioned this in the beginning of the show, but uh, he is confirmed wearing the 1861, the identical uh, model that I own, uh, that ends in uh, z uh, 005, but again, I believe the model numbers are a little different. It could be 001 because um, the 005 is with the, with the bracelet, steel bracelet. I took my steel bracelet off and just had an alternate look and put the uh, leather strap on it. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but in the wintertime, I love wearing my leather strap. Spring and summertime, I love wearing the bracelet. So now it's wintertime up here and uh, definitely uh, doing that that leather strap. I also noticed that uh, George Clooney is wearing it on, on leather and he's in, he's in the wilderness with snow. So, but then he's in Italy. It looks like it's a little bit more warmer climate. Still has a leather strap. So it can go either way. Um, so that's the first clear shot. Then you have him working out. Okay, the workout scene, his first time you see him working out, push-ups and, and pull-ups is 13 minutes and 43 seconds into the movie. And once he was doing his, his workout, I said, all right, let's see if George Clooney wears his watch when he works out. The answer is no. I guess he didn't pack his Casio G-Shock because that's what I would have done. Or I would wear the Apple uh, watch so I can, you know, check my heart rate and, and so forth. But there was no watch. So you can see that he does keep his Omega Speedy in mint condition when he works out. And I would do the same. I would never work out with my Omega. Uh, of course you can, but I'm just crazy like that with my watches. So uh, I wouldn't even put a beater on, to be honest. But that's a, a topic for another day. Then you have this coffee shop. 
scene. I call it the coffee shop shot. Okay, it's a beautiful close-up espresso shot. Looks like he's having an espresso, and this is in 15 minutes and 40 seconds into the into the movie, 15:40, and you see this close-up on the angle facing his left hand, and you see this beautiful Omega and him having his espresso in his coffee shop. Beautiful. It just made me want to like go right now to a coffee shop, have an espresso, and just have my left arm elbow down on the table and just just show off that omega and just have a great little coffee date which is me and the omega forget forget about going on a date i'm gonna go on a date with my watch okay okay let's let's move forward before i keep getting more silly uh anyway next scene we have him sleeping okay first time you see him like laying down sleeping and it's uh 25 19 so 25 minutes and, and 19 seconds into the movie, uh, he's laying down on, in bed. He has a book on his uh, stomach that he was probably reading, and he just fell asleep. Um, so once, he, uh, once the book falls off the bed, what happens? It sounded like someone you know, broke into his room. He gets up, points the gun at the direction, and he is sleeping with his watch. So he, does, he doesn't work out with his watch, but he does sleep with it. And you can see a really nice uh, close-up of the watch around the scene um, where, you know, once he sees that the coast is clear, he puts the gun down and he rubs his head, and you see the, a nice shot of the Omega. So he does, at this sleep scene, he's wearing the watch. Uh, in another scene... He's not, but it does look like on this sleep scene, he didn't intend to go to sleep. He was reading a book and he, f he fell asleep by accident. This has happened to me many times. A lot of the times, you know, I, I own a little bed for all my watches. So I have like a Rolex box, put it next to the night table. And when I go to sleep, I put it in there. A lot of the times I end up sleeping on the couch and then I have my, my watch and my jewelry on, and I'm like, I'm, I'm pissed. I'm like, damn, you know, because I don't want to spoil it, get it scratched or whatever. But as you can see here, uh, my rule is I always take off watch and jewelry when I go to sleep. Uh, that's the goal. Sometimes uh, I get too tired and I forget. Uh, but in this scene, you can see that he, was, uh, he slept with his watch. Then... 2608, 26 minutes and 8 seconds into the movie, uh, he's building this gun for this assassin, this job he has. And this is a great, great scene. It shows him uh, recovering this uh, package from, I guess, the like a, like a FedEx station or like a post office. And then he's building the gun with the Omega. So the whole time, you see him building this gun and the, the angle is coming from the deployment side, so his right side. Um, you could see him turning the watch. You see the dial. You see the case. You see like some frontals of the crown, but you definitely can see that it's a leather, black leather strap, and it's an Omega deployment. You can see the deployment buckle with the Omega symbol on it. So definitely Omega all around um, watch, strap, and deployment. Then after this scene... We have the bordello scene. This is cool. Okay, so he's, he's at 28 minutes and 8 seconds into the movie. He visits the bordello. 
Now it's a red. Obviously, it's a red. Uh, red. It's red everywhere. So it's a red light district, and you can see the scene. The whole background is red. He's in a room on the bed, waiting for the girl to come in, and um, so he goes to the bordello and meets the prostitute that will be his main chick in the movie, and her name is Clara, and Clara's played uh, played by uh, uh, Violenta uh, Placido. So Clara is his main girl later on in, in the movie. Now, this is a, 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 a cool question. Which would be the ultimate bordello watch? Now, I'm not saying anything, but uh, somebody did bring this up in the watch community, and I'm not going to go into it right now, but uh, definitely the Omega Speedmaster would be the perfect bordello watch ever. Why? One, it's lightweight. You, you, it's not. It's not such a heavy, heavy piece. Two, um, I mean, it's an expensive watch. Okay, it's above the five thousand dollar range. But we're not talking like ten thousand or twenty thousand dollar watch. Uh, what's great about it? It's lightweight. It's thin. It, it wears flat on the wrist, so you don't have to take it off. Obviously, later on you'll find out that uh, uh, George Clooney, who plays Jack. He takes off his watch at the bordello, so I guess uh, he trusts Clara. But uh, the perfect bordello watch, just as a side note, would definitely be uh, a lightweight, thin watch and uh, chronograph for sure. Because you can actually time how long you've been at the bordello. And did you go over the time or not? Now, this is all fun and games. I'm just having some fun with this, so don't take me too serious. Okay? So any listeners, um, just having fun with this because of the movie. So I would say the Omega Speedmaster Man on the Moon would be the perfect bordello watch. It's not gold. It's not, you know, $10,000, $20,000. You know, it's lightweight, and you can time, you know, the, the time that you're in the bordello. All right, so you make sure you don't get overcharged for services. So there you go, the Omega being the the Omega Speedmaster being the perfect bordello watch. Okay, let's keep going on. It's too much about that. And uh, part two of him building the gun. That's thirty five minutes and thirty five seconds. So thirty five minutes into the film and thirty five seconds, you have more building with the Omega. So he's building again. And he has the Omega watch helping him build this uh, 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 extra parts for this assassin's gun. And this time it's a different angle. Now the angle's facing the left side where you can see the dial of the watch. So before it was the, is the leather strap side. This time it's the dial watch. So you can see how like George made sure that let's do one angle of me building with the inside of the watch. And let's do the second angle with the you know, with the dial side of the watch. You can really see that. I mean, if I was George Clooney, I would do the same thing. I would make sure that, you know, we get every possible angle to show off this watch. So now, 36 minutes and 7 seconds, he looks at the Omega. Okay? Really nice, amazing scene here. Okay? Here, Jack checks his time on the Speedy. Uh, and, you know, while he's building, you know, the gun. So he actually references watch while he's building, you know, the, the parts for the gun. At exactly 
36 minutes and 18 seconds into the movie, I call it the church bell, you hear the the church bell toll. And it's cool because this is how I, I see this scene. Once you hear the toll of the bell, he's hammering a piece of metal that's going to be a part of the gun. And he it synchronizes it with the bell tolls. And to me, this symbolizes that he's on time because he, he referenced his Omega uh, at around, you know, about like almost, what, 10, 10 seconds ago before the bell toll? If I'm wrong, you can correct me on that, but I, it's 36 minutes and 7 seconds. He checks his watch, and then on 36 minutes and 18 seconds, the, the bell tolls. So to me, when he looked at his watch, he was on time. And it's because he has the Omega Speedmaster, obviously. And then you hear the bell toll. So to me, I think he was us- also using that church bell as a reference, and he was on time. So I thought that was pretty cool. That was my take on that scene. Then after that, 36 minutes and 42 seconds into the movie, he's working through the night. More building again. This guy's just, he's just building, building, building this, these parts, you know, for this gun, for this assassin. And he has the Omega, you know, keeping him company. So great scenes here. Then now we have this one right here. This is, this is great. I call it the ultimate facial. Okay. This time you not only get an amazing close-up where you can actually pause this movie and see a most gorgeous, the the gorgeous scene of the dial of the Omega Speedy with the chronograph, everything. And this is the part, this is 44 44 minutes, excuse me, 44 minutes into the movie. Okay, flat, 44.00. Jack times the assassin female, um, how fast she could put together the gun he built for her. And while she's while he's unrolling the 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 towel that has all the parts, she starts grabbing parts and secretly he just looks at his watch and brings it up. You get this ultimate facial scene, and boom, he actually uses the function. He doesn't just look at his watch, he uses the stopwatch. He presses one of the buttons, the the top right, and once he presses it. Because there's only three buttons on the watch, right? You have the top, which is uh, start. You have the crown in the middle, the winding. And you have the bottom button, which is the stop. Uh, I'm sorry, the reset. So as, and I'm doing it right now as we speak. So just to make sure, yes, of course. I've done it a million times, but just to make sure. So we got start, stop, then reset on the bottom. And he times it. You see the close-up, you see him pressing the button, the start button, and you see the seconds counter, the center seconds start to move. That, that's, that was great. It was, he was using it in the movie, actually using it. And for, for you um, listeners that don't own an Omega, hopefully one day you do, but whether you do it or, or not, he was using it, and it had the click, the same sound, everything as my 1861 and both of them have the same caliber they're both 1861 movements it was confirmed by the omega uh, professional that i tell you is a mystery he told me that the caliber and the watch is identical to the one i'm wearing the 1861 so once she put it together um he's you can see him stopping the watch 
So he, he start and stop. Um, d during this time, um, just a little note, the female assassin had this silver watch, black dial, uh, indices on the 12, 3, 6, and 9. Um, complications was hour, minute, second, no date, black face. I couldn't tell what it was. It could be an Omega, but it was all, it was a square shape, tonneau shape, and silver all around. So I guess steel, looked like steel. So I still have to do research on that piece. But it took her exactly 28 seconds to put that gun together. So at exactly 44 minutes and 28 seconds into the movie, after that first time he presses start, takes her, takes her about 20 seconds. I also timed it on my, my speedy, and it stopped dead at 28 seconds with the stopwatch. So he uses the stopwatch, took her 28 seconds, he started it and stopped it. Really, really great scene. Next we have the... Uh, the bordello scene. I believe there was two bordello scenes. There was one that he actually went to, to the bordello a second time. Clara wasn't there, and he didn't want to bother with anybody else, none of the other prostitutes. He left. This was the third time he came back, and this was at 51 minutes and 14 seconds. 51 minutes and 14 seconds into the movie, it was like a really hot sex scene. Um, it was raw. I mean, George Clooney was the man. He was pulling hair. He was doing everything. It was pretty. It was a pretty raw scene. So definitely, if you're watching with kids, uh, definitely know. Or if they're a little older, you know, definitely close their eyes. However, you you dads want to do it. Uh, but uh, definitely rated R for sure. So this was definitely a hot sex scene. And I was wondering now, you know, us watch nerds want to know: Does he wear the watch while he's having sex? What does he do? Is he wearing the watch? I looked closely. No watch. Now, I don't know if that's a smart thing, but like I said, if you want to have the perfect Bordello watch, it's definitely the Omega Speedy is a great candidate. Um, but taking it off, you don't want no one to steal it. You know, maybe maybe uh, George Clooney you know, had a special place where he tucked it away. He's an assassin, so I don't think he has to worry. Uh, but... The question was, was he wearing the watch while having sex at the bordello? No, he took it off. So that was the deal with the, uh, the bordello. So now, more building comes up. 56 minutes and 50 seconds into the movie, he's building refinements for the gun. And guess what? He has the Omega Speedy with him, and it's helping him out. Okay. Then after that, about an hour and two minutes and seven seconds into the movie, we have an action scene. Pretty cool action scene. The cool part of this scene is that he's doing it barefoot. He had to take off his shoes. He only had socks on to tiptoe around. And he gets the assassin, pulls out the gun. And, of course, he has his Omega and shoots him. And he's on like a moped. The guy's in a car. And then what's cool is that you see him walking off with just his, with just his socks. So pretty cool action scene. Then we have a bed shot. An hour and three minutes and 40 seconds into the movie. Uh, now this is, this is cool. I just caught this. You know, I've watched it a couple of times, but just recently I just saw this scene where he has the watch on the night table now. Now you see he has like no shirt on. You can see that he went to bed. The other bed scene, it was by accident. He laid down and he fell asleep. So he had the watch on. 
but it looks like George Clooney does take off his watch. Jack, the actor, uh, George Clooney, the actor who plays Jack, takes off the watch and puts it on the night table. And you can see a beautiful view, a beautiful shot of the leather strap and the deployment. So it's, it's definitely not pin buckle. Definitely deployment and leather strap. But guess how he places the watch down on the night table? This is like a no-no in my book. He places it down face down. Crystal down. Now, I would do that because I know if you put it in different positions, it you know the oils inside the watch move better. But I would put like a chamois down. I did not notice like a chamois or a cloth down. He just placed it down. I get no big deal, right? But to some watch nerds like myself, it's a big deal. So he placed it down. He didn't put it on the side. Usually I'll put it on the side opposite of the crown. Or sometimes I'll put it on the crown so it doesn't scratch the case side. And I'll use it, usually have it in a box, in a Rolex box or uh, a, a, a cloth that I'll put down. I'll never put it down on a hard, hard surface like a wood surface or metal surface. So... That's a pretty cool tidbit of the movie. When he's in bed, he's placing the watch crystal down, deployment up. So that's, uh, that's the uh, bed, bed scene. Then we have the about an hour, an hour into the movie, eight minutes and eight seconds. Um, you know, he actually uh, checks the time for the date he's he's on a date now at a restaurant so there's a point where he goes into the restaurant and he's looking around i guess for clara he looks at his watch for reference so as you can see if you're going out on a date you got to throw on your speedy you got a speedy it's perfect you know exactly what time you could time things you know when to get there uh how long you've been at the restaurant when you should make the next move to the next spot so definitely a great choice when you're going on a date big time then we have this nice shot. I wasn't going to put this in, but I thought it was pretty cool of him thinking, sitting down on this table, uh, like a, sh a small table, two chairs, him facing the window with some drapes, and he's deep in thought. And there he is sitting with his Omega Speedmaster, Man on the Moon, and you have the left side angle shot of the dial on his left side. So a pretty cool shot, and that's about an hour, 22 minutes, and 21 seconds into the movie. Now comes a very important part of the movie. About an hour in, 23 minutes and 57 seconds, you have a turning point where Jack realizes, you could see in his face, he's thinking, and he's like, you know what? I'm being double-crossed. And he gets to work on what he was building for that assassin. The next scene, I call it the love scene, in about an hour and 33 minutes and 11 seconds into the movie, Jack falls in love with Clara. You know, now that... You know, she's clear from any betrayal because at one point he thought that she was trying to kill him. You know, assassins can't trust anyone. But once he once he did his little research and cleared her from that, he fell in love with her and wanted uh, to spend the rest of his life with her. Then at about an hour and 33 minutes into the movie and 34 seconds, the assassin gets beat. Um, so... Pretty much the assassin lines up a shot to kill Jack and then the the gun backfires 
right at the assassin. And the minute uh, Jack sees that, he hands a whole bunch of money to Clara and says, go to the river and meet me there. Confirms that she's dead and she had a huge hole in the head, in her head, um, right through her eye. The, the same eye that was using the scope. So he, he said, who are you working for? She mentioned she's working for the same guy you're working for. And then after that, you know, he has a little battle with the, uh, with the bad guy who's, uh, whose name in the movie is Pavel. And he's played by uh, Johan Layson. And that's about, uh, I call it the, sh- the shooting part, uh, bad guy versus George Clooney. After the assassin's failed attempt, at about an hour and 36 minutes and 16 seconds into the movie, they have the shootout. So the bad guy creeps up behind him. George Clooney turns around. They both shoot, but you can't see anything happening to, to Jack. You just see the bad guy getting it right between the eyes. So he's dead. Then about an hour and 37 minutes and 32 seconds into the movie, I call it the blood scene where Jack is driving to the river to meet Clara and he looks at his hand and he's bleeding uh, by his stomach area and then at about an hour and 39 minutes and nine seconds it's pretty much the end it's a sad ending like anyone that I've seen this with I've seen this with my mom with my dad and they were both like very upset and uh, because it was a great movie and you didn't want him to die at the end um, but you know he sees Clara Clara sees him and he he, he slowly uh, uh, gets into an accident, goes right into the tree, and then the horn. I guess he hits his head, hits the horn, and Clara screaming, trying to save, him, trying to save him. And then the credits come up. But you can also take it that maybe Clara was able to move him to the side, take him to a hospital. So the director, I guess, you know, l- leaves you in limbo there. But it sucks that he got shot, and that's the ending. So I, I would say I had such a great time watching this movie what a great movie for omega speedy owners and if you're not an omega speedy owner hey look look what i did when i was watching octopussy uh james bond in my teens he had a seiko i had a g-shock but i imagine mine was a was was that bond watch that he used it really doesn't matter even if you don't own an omega speedy you don't even have to imagine you have an omega speedy Any one of your favorite watches, put it on and watch this movie because there's so much watch wrist time that's playing on this on this movie. So you can throw on any one of your favorite watches and enjoy this movie because this movie showcases watches so much and definitely the Omega Speedy. But for you, Omega uh, Speedy owners, you're going to love this movie because it shows off this 1861. I mean, any Omega you wear, this is the movie to watch. Besides the, the James Bond movies, I mean, I can't see any other movies but b- besides Bond. And besides Pierce Brosnan and, and Daniel Craig from episode two, which you should ch- definitely check out because it was all about Bond watches. That's the only movie that you, you really see a lot of Omega watches. And this one was all Omega, all speedy. One watch. Leather strap and Omega deployment. So that's, that's it. Uh, for this episode, I, I, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I hope you, you check out the movie or go back and watch it again and use my timelines to uh, fast forward or rewind to that scene, pause it and check it out, take a screenshot. And uh, I think uh, you'll definitely enjoy it. So 
that's it, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this episode three with uh, the movie The American, George Clooney, and the Omega Speedmaster Man on the Moon. This is Bruce Bezel with Timepiece Talk. Have a great week, and remember, don't waste time. Enjoy the ride, and never sell your watches. Appreciate them and love them to the end.